0: Hallelujah. That's
1: it. Can we skip, please, to the um, uh, Matthew text? The Judges text, if you want to read it, it's my least favorite text in the whole Hebrew Bible. I'll leave it for you for later. Okay, Jesus continues to tell parables. He's told the parable the last week, um, the parable of the ten bridesmaids. Five of whom are not ready for his return, for the bridegroom's return. And then he also, and then next week he's going to tell the story of when when did we find you naked? When did we find you hungry? When did we find you thirsty? And so Jesus is trying to tell us here in these parables some important things about how to get ready for his return, but also how to treat the community around him. So he's telling this parable here now. It's often called the parable of the talents. So I want us to think about it a little more clearly today. For it is for it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave 5 talents, to another he gave 2, to another he gave 1, each according to his ability. And then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you have handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received one talent came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked, lazy slave, you knew that I did not reap where I did not sow, where I reap, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And on my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I want to talk today about servant number three. Because he's my guy. Now, I want to do this with a disclaimer. Because the disclaimer is usually, this is the text that churches use to tell you to practice good stewardship. And I want you to understand that we are the richest church with no money that I have ever seen in my life. We have this big endowment, but over half of the people sitting in this room give absolutely nothing to the physical welfare of this church. We've got to do better. This church has never had to make choices between this thing or that thing in our bud- because we could afford it with a budget. We are coming to the point where very soon we're going to have to make those choices, and you're not going to like them. So that's my stewardship kick right now. That's all I'm going to say about that. Because I want to talk about this third guy. I like this guy. Don't you like this guy? The master gives him one talent. And by the way, a talent was probably worth 20 years worth of an average laborer's wages. So when I told the kids five and three and $100,000 that may be about right he gets this one talent from his master who appears in his mind at least to be a total jerk the Old Testament laws don't allow him to earn money on his money Why? Well, they call it usury, and usury may be defined differently than that, but in the Old Testament laws, it's called usury. It's forbidden, and it's forbidden because the people who most get hurt by it are the poor. And this poor, no pun intended, guy gets one talent, and he follows God's laws. He does the very, com- the very, very common thing of the time of Jesus' life. He takes that coin, that talent, and he buries it in the ground. All his friends were doing it. That was the banking system they had now, then. Then. And yet, he does everything that seems to be right. And he gets lambasted. You wicked, lazy slave. Shame on you. I gave you this one thing to treasure and to use. And you buried it in the ground. What a big fat jerk you are. I would have done the same thing. I would have been so terrified if that master came back. And wanted his one talent back. If I hadn't had it. Think about what he did when the guy gave him his talent back. He said, you're lazy and wicked. What would he have done if he'd come and I couldn't even give that back? <laughs> you see, here's the thing about that guy, though. He followed the law of Moses. He did what he was supposed to do. He did what all everybody around him was doing. didn't appear that he did such a bad thing. And he attempted to emulate his master, or at least what he thought the master was. He says, Master is a cruel man who reaps where he doesn't sow, who gets more than he deserves. Master is not a nice guy, and I knew you would be mad if, I came, if you came back and I couldn't give you your one talent. Now, isn't that an interesting description of the master? The two guys who made money with the talents don't seem to have that impression of him at all. You know how you sometimes meet somebody and you go, oh, I don't think I like that person very much, or, oh, I've heard a reputation about the, this person, or, oh, whoa, 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 And it's really more about who you are than about who they are? I wonder if that's going on here, that the third guy's opinion of his master has more to do with the negative opinion of himself than it does of the master? Maybe. But regardless, he has a picture of the master that others don't have. The first two guys say, you were generous to us. You gave us a talent, and we, we gave, or three talents, or five talents, and we know we have to use it. In the way you would. They emulated their master and saw generosity. They used their talents to grow. Instead of seeing negativity and being afraid, planting their talent in the ground. They doubled it. They tripled it. They magnified it. Because that's the kind of master they understood they have. Friends, we have a good, good God. Who wants only the best for us. Who gives us everything God can possibly give. And yes, sometimes life gets tough. We sometimes think we don't have what we need, but in essence, God is steadfast to love, generous to give. We have all been given talents, and whether you interpret talents as financial means or talents as spiritual gifts, We all have them. And generous God who gave them to us asked us to use them generously on God's behalf. And then goes on to say, if you're given a little you'll be given, and you use it well, you'll be given more. Joyce Meyer talks about when she was young, she had a little house. And she didn't take very good very good, good, care of the little house. And she heard this text about to whom much is given, much is required. If you're given a little, you'll be given more. If you use what little you're given well. She didn't take care of the house. She didn't clean the house well. It wasn't neat and tidy. It wasn't Used the way it should have been. And when she started to clean up the house, guess what? She was able to get a bigger house. Now, I don't quite believe it works that way. Some of the prosperity gospel preachers in our land like to use this text to say, oh, just be faithful and Jesus will bless you with all kinds of everything that you've ever wanted. Be faithful because God asks you to. Be faithful and use your talents because God has generously given them to you to be used for God's purposes. When I look out here and see this group of people, first of all, all those squaloring children that were running around here. So beautiful. We prayed for those children. Remember that. But I see people that are talented, 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 talented. Are you using your talents for God's purposes? Are you advancing others' ways in the world? Are you helping the poor, the sick? the homeless, those in need? Are you telling people the story of Jesus and how Jesus has changed your life? Your talents have been given you by a generous and good God. Use them. For God's sake. Amen. Let's pray now, shall we? Gracious and holy God, we thank you for the many gifts that you shower upon us. Please help us find ways to use them to your benefit. For your purposes. And in increasing the ability for people to know your graciousness and your kindness.